Welcome to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels. I am your hostess, Jamie, and this is a podcast about uh, being transgender and hiding um, and still living behind or in the closet. Um, and uh, with uh, being transgender being so much in today's media, there's so many issues going on, especially with the um, today's administration. Um, then there's a lot of focus on that, but there's still a lot of people that I believe are hiding just like me. Um, and I've been doing, oh wow, I've been hiding for quite some time, uh, multitudes of decades. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, I'm looking to try and branch out for myself to try and overcome a lot of, uh, as a matter of fact, the main topic for today's podcast is fear. And trying to overcome that fear that I've had about uh, who I am um, and how I fit in this world and all sorts of things. So this is sort of my way of branching out a little bit in order for me to try and um, for me to, yeah, overcome fear. Um, so um, first of all, I want to say thank you. This is episode three. We're episode three and I've already got an email after episode one that came out and uh, Mara I have to say thank you so much uh, you have no idea how much your emails are meaning to me uh, her and I have been going back and forth now um, a, a few times also a trans woman who's been hiding for some time up in the New England area um, and also expressing a lot of her fears that she's having and the things that are you know she's been on hormones she's taken the steps she's come out to friends doing a lot of the things her and I actually have been walking quite the same path um and uh we have the same struggles um and we're you know we've come out to co-workers we have family has been there parts of family I should say have been there but there's still that little bit something that's keeping you from doing the extra for yourself being able to go and um, complete and, and finish your transition to make that leap from people know that I am and you're comfortable with that but you're still presenting as male when can you present female or on the other hand when can you present male if you are a female uh, transitioning to male when can you stop um, the for me it's the act I, I have been acting as a male for almost 50 years um, and so, yeah, when can you stop the act and actually go backstage and be yourself, finally? Uh, so Mara is also going through a lot of issues with that, so there's a lot of fear that is going there. Um, insecurities, fear, actually, I, I believe fear breeds insecurities. They are abound, um, and you try to find ways in order to be able to overcome them. Uh, one of my things that I was actually... Uh, talking about in the last uh, couple of podcasts was uh, how I came out to my coworkers. It was probably the most scariest thing that I had done besides coming out to my mom. Um, I thought I was literally going to pass out when I came out to my mom. I really did. I thought that I was going to black out and they were going to just find me in the living room floor with the phone there. Um, it was weird circumstances uh, and why I had to tell my mom. Um, but it was just sort of, it was time and we can talk about more of that uh, a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very hard for me, uh, to be able to tell my coworkers. These are people that I trusted. I respected. Uh, I admired. There's a lot of people there at, at my work that I admired. Um, 
still not admired, but admire, uh, present tense. Uh, I still admire them. They're wonderful people. And um, they they really proved even more how, how wonderful they were of the love and support that they gave me. That was a huge step to overcome fear. I was telling Mara in our emails, um, one of the things that was really unsuc- I I did not expect to feel the way that I did. Once I got all that support from my coworkers, um, it was almost in a way to where I know if I were to step out, I am going to be perceived by most people that I am a man in a dress. That's just how they're going to look at me because, again, testosterone has ripped through my body. I had not started hormones uh, when I probably should have many years ago. So, yeah, I am probably going to get clocked. Um, and I am probably going to be called out for that. But because I know that I have a fantastic army of love and support behind me, it makes it a little bit tougher. I feel like I have a little bit more tougher skin to be able to accept that uh, when and if it ever happens, if I'm able to go out and, you know, have another girl's night. Um it makes it a little bit easier in order for me to to do that. So that's one step. I mean, that's a that's a major thing. I'm really hoping that as I progress with this podcast, that that will also be a thing for me. Because um, yeah, I mean, I I'm really and plus also to be able to to be able to talk to others like Mara. I mean, you have no idea. I have not had contact with other transgender people ever because I have lived in fear. So therefore. I can't come out and I can't say to someone, hey, I'm transgender. You don't want to clock each other out on the street and say, hey, you're transgender. I'm transgender just like you. That could be like the worst thing possible, I believe, for you to ever be able to do. So why, you know, there's no other way in order for me to get into it without actually participating in the community. And that means that I would be out of the closet, so to speak. Um, And that scares the living daylights out of me. And again, the fear that happens. So, Mara girl, I hear you. Um, and yes, we are. There's different things that are going to work for different people to allow you to get over uh, those uh, hurdles in order for you to feel just a little bit stronger um, and a little tougher. You know, for you to be able to, to wear the you know, to build up your super girlness that the bullets are going to bounce off of you and it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. I've got so many other people back here that love me, that appreciate me, that support me. You know, this is not going to be that traumatic for me. Um, also, in the past couple of weeks, uh, I ended up with my good friend, Emily Hampshire. Actually, she doesn't know me from Adam except for on Instagram. I posted one time, on her account. Uh, you may know her as Stevie on Schitt's Creek. Absolutely love this show. Um, Stevie is actually one of my favorite characters. Uh, if you haven't watched Schitt's Creek, you need to watch this show. It is so fabulous. The family dynamic that is on there. Anyway, it's wonderful. Emily Hampshire is absolutely just I love it when she's on the screen because I always know there's something witty retort or something that's going to happen and it just makes the whole thing. Um, she has a friend, uh, Jen Tranny, and he is uh, 
Emily posted videos of him talking about how his transition is going so far, um, his top surgery and the fear. And one of the things that I really stepped out to me um, when Jen was talking was that he said that um, he's always known. I think every last one of us, if you ask any transgender person, and again, I'm making a broad speculation, so if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I really want to think that anyone who is, anyone who has been transgender for a long period of time in their life, 20s, 30s, uh, into their 50s, almost 50s, like me, um, anybody, you're always going to, if you ask them, when did you know? Well, I've always known. I've known since I was wee, just wee little, you know, um, my first memories, as I think I said in my, uh, my first podcast, um, I knew that I was different. I knew that there was something that I was not aligning properly. My brain was not aligning with my body. Um, and, uh, I always likened it to a coat hanger. All right. So I use the analogy of you take a coat hanger and you untwist it it's all out of whack. It's, it's, it's going everywhere. No, no straight line or anything else. It's just everywhere. And when you transition, transition, oh, I can't talk tonight. Um, to me, it's like straightening out the coat hanger. So you just have one long wire and, and I'm, I'm starting to feel that a little bit on being on hormones. That is a step in that right direction of straightening out that, that coat hanger for me. Um, but Jen Traney, um, that's actually his name, Jen Traney, that uh, he's uh, going with right now. Um, he was talking about possibly changing it, but I think this is awesome. Um, but yeah, he's always known. And I think any of us have. Uh, the earliest memories. You've always known that something else was wrong. Um but also talked to, he, he also ended up explaining about like his fear, like when he first growing up, um, knowing that he, that he didn't fit in where the girls are supposed to be and like going over to sleepovers. How odd could that be? If you know in the inside that you're a boy and here you are as a young adolescent and you're going to a, a slumber party with other girls, you have like literally nothing in common with. Uh, I could not imagine. I could not imagine. Um, I never got to do sleepovers, uh, which, you know, yet another thing. But uh, again, I think that I also felt I very, I connected with Jen when he was talking about um, being distant. And it touched me. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, bring it up was it was very uh, pertinent to me the distance that you have. Um, and it's, again, it's a way that you deal with fear. And so one of the things for me, and with this podcast, uh, this might go a little while. So if you hear me stop and take a drink, I apologize, but I'm not going to edit this out. I just want you to know it's raw. Um, and I'm just going to try and do my best. Uh, but we're going to go with it. So uh, for me, um, the experience of fear, and again, I can't talk on Mara or the fears that, unless what they've shared with me, or Jen and what he's felt. Um, but for me, I learned at a very, very early age, I want to say maybe four, 
five that being associating yourself with the opposite gender is so wrong being transgender is wrong 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 and i got this from um one time my earliest memory of having a problem with this was i used to wear as a young lad i would wear my pants at my feminine waist which was above my belly button and i just thought that's where you wore your jeans and your you know your pants this is what you did i'm playing out in the yard now my older brother um who's a bit older than i am was out in the front yard with uh his friends and ended up pulling me over pulled down my pants to my proper male waist and said you don't walk around looking like a girl this is where girls wear their pants that's wrong and i mean of course my brother reinforced it by pretty much beating me up after school every day for as long as we were together uh he moved out then he moved back in and you know it was yeah there's a lot there um but yeah having that reinforcement of uh learning how to take a punch thanks bro you learn that that is not right you don't want to be different you don't want to stand out and then i started seeing it everywhere i got super hypersensitive about everything and i started picking up like weird things um okay so oh goodness um i'm trying to think back in the order in which they were i'll just throw them out but i just let you know certain things that kept me acting more as a male than ever before of course my brother with the pants i remember being in elementary school and um it was after school I was a latchkey kid, so I got to walk home from my elementary school. We're talking fourth, fifth grade. And I remember um, I've always loved music, absolutely loved and adored music all my life. I have a soundtrack. Any of my friends will tell you I, I've been in music business for a while and in various ways. Um, so yeah, it's it means a lot to me. So when I'm a kid, this is where it first started off. Fourth, fifth grade, again, I'm dancing in the living room and I am dancing like I am seeing the girls on TV and all the variety shows that I see. I watched how they dance, kicking their leg up in the air and flowing and all this other wonderful stuff. And I end up making a turn and there are three of my friends, so-called friends, peeking in the back window watching and laughing at me and I got harassed basically for oh probably a good couple weeks at school um I had to forget about this and put this in the back of my mind but uh through therapy thanks it ended up coming back to the forefront and yeah so I remembered that that was a terrible thing that happened so that instituted a little bit more paranoia is to watch what I'm doing. Don't get crazy. Don't start acting feminine and everything else. Um, let's watch TV. So that can't be any harm there. And I ended up finding another trigger there. So, okay. I told you that I'm close to 50. One of the cartoons that I used to watch was The Lone Ranger. Love The Lone Ranger. I had the little gun set. I had the hat, the mask. It was great. And so, um, I'm watching Lone Ranger 
and somebody stole some money out of a bank. And the Lone Ranger's coming to clean it all up and everything else and wanted to find out what was hiding or what was happening. Someone was hiding out and they just couldn't figure out where they were. Couldn't figure it out. And all the evidence pointed to this one area, but they just couldn't figure it out. There was no robbers. It was just literally a grandma and four daughters. And so what ended up happening was the Lone Ranger got an idea and he had a premonition. And he ended up taking, uh, when he was at home uh, with these, he was at the home of this grandma and these four girls, or women, he ended up taking a frog and he threw it in one of their laps. And the girl ended up opening her legs and because she's wearing a petticoat, the, the frog flew across the room and that's when he nabbed the robber because a woman getting something thrown in their lap would close her legs immediately. Guys avoid it by opening up your legs. And that little nugget stuck in the back of my head and has always been there for the rest of my life um, as to what not to do to look like a girl. Don't close your legs when something gets thrown in your lap, which is my normal reaction. So I started thinking to myself more. It's like, oh my gosh. Again, I wasn't at this age really sure what was going on. It was like, am I a girl? I, I get maybe because this is how I normally would react to that. Let's move forward. I'm watching TV a little bit more. Another trigger that ended up, I start watching, um, oh my God, back in the late 80s or late 70s, early 80s, you get shows like, you know, Quincy and Barnaby Jones and uh, Marcus Welby, MD. And it's like they are in a hospital or somebody's there, but they always find the bad guy. So... Barnaby or whoever is uh, doing Matlock or uh, no Matlock comes later anyway um, but yeah so you go into this story and they can't figure out who's committing all these robberies or, or something whatever the crime is I don't know and so they happen to be in a building uh, an office building that's being robbed after hours so no one's there except for the cleaning crew and off of the elevator, they're getting the, they punch the elevator in order to go up. Off the elevator comes a, a woman, cleaning woman. She's got a cart. She comes by them and everything else. And about halfway, our hero of the show is eyeing up the cleaning lady. And then um, still having a conversation with his friend. And the friend's really not paying any attention. But the hero of our show is looking at the, the maid rather suspiciously. And then something falls off the cart. And the maid bends down in order to pick it up. And instantly our hero jumps into action, arrests the maid, and says this, and then pulls the wig off. And ah, it's a man in female clothing. Because if something drops, when a woman bends over, they bend their knees. And a guy, most of the time, will bend over and not. They, won't, they will just bend at the waist in order to be able to reach down. Now, I don't know how much truth this is, but this is the fact that stuck with me that the investigator, our hero, quote-unquote, hero of the show, ended up discovering the, the, the criminal. Now, I want to also point something out at this, ta at this time, is that both shows, um, Lone Ranger and also this, uh, whatever, uh, Barnaby, I'm just going to say Barnaby Jones, 
Um, it probably wasn't <laughs> that show, but anyway. But they're all bad guys. They're all anybody who dresses up as someone as a opposite gender. It's a bad guy. Why? Why does it have to be a bad guy? So you, then you see shows like Love Boat, where you see someone. They're obvious about it, but then everyone treats them okay until the very end when, you know, whatever happens. And again, more negative, negative um, imagery you have going on. Uh, and it just, it went on and on and on. And again, it just, that set more things as to not be there. So me taking all this information in, I started doing everything that I possibly could and I went deeper and deeper and I pushed my my true self farther into the dark and I learned how to keep her there I didn't fit in so I was always the weird one at school I got picked on my defense system was comedy I learned how to make people laugh and if you can make the jock laugh they're not gonna punch you in the arm they're not gonna smack your books or whatever the hell that they're doing um so I learned how to defend myself that way I you start pulling yourself away from any social event and I'm not just talking school I mean in adulthood you're doing everything you can in order to not seem as a female um, you don't want to do anything. Again, you use uh, beards, like, for instance, a true beard. You grow facial hair, a mustache. Um, you cut your hair super short. You, um, I, again, like me, when I got out of the Army, got real allergic to physical activity, and I thought, ah, this is going to be a, a way that I can hide. I've, you get a little bit of a gut. Uh, as a guy, you know, and at that point, I really wasn't caring about my body because I was so tired of hiding. What am I going to do? And I was so fearful for doing anything that was remotely feminine. So my colors, black. I always told everyone my favorite color is black, the absorption of all color. Um, I would uh, you'd listen to the conversations about who's a fag and all this other stuff in the bathroom when the boys are talking and I'm taking this into mind, and I did every single thing opposite of what they were talking about for whatever person. So I sold them out. Basically, the people that are in my community that I should have been rallying around, I'm running away from because these boys in the bathroom are talking about how terrible they are. So I wanted to make sure my self-survival, and I still feel bad to this day um, because I think about that, Um I just was out protecting myself. I, I was going out to do everything that I possibly could that was not uh, what those boys were talking about, that they hated or, or outed the guy as being queer or whatever the case may be. Um, and you live in hibernation. Uh, I will tell you, fear um, is such a huge crippler. Uh, and it was funny, I was looking through quotes one time and I was really surprised. Shirley McLean said something, um, which surprised me. Not that she would say it, but uh, it was like actually one of the first couple of quotes that I saw. But and it really set into place um, a lot, I think, and it can resonate with a lot of trans people. Fear makes perfect strangers enemies without even talking to them, without saying a word. 
that fear it, that you have no idea how the other person is going to react to you. You have no clues. So therefore, what do you do? Withdraw. And I have become so introverted, I made myself sick. I, I have, I mean, honestly, in my life, I have raised a child. I have been married twice. Um, I have gone through the army, um, served uh, for almost um, going on. F I was involuntarily extended, so I was almost for five years. Um, but as far as my personal life goes, I really, I never let anybody get close to me. Only a chosen few, and none of them did I even trust enough to tell them, hey, I am, I'm trans. I'm really a girl to where you can relate to me in that way. Um, and that was really hard. Uh, it was, I had a lot of self-deprecation uh, that I did. That was one of the other things that allowed me to be able to survive. Um, you knew that the uh, they were going to pick on you, so you just uh, laughed with them. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. Okay, <laughs> no problem. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I know. And you just keep on walking and everything else. And it was, you really don't understand how much, unless you go through it, you really don't understand um, how that plays on you. And, I mean, I'm looking back, here I am, I, I just celebrated a few months ago, I celebrated my 49th birthday, and I'm thinking back on myself and like, oh my God, I I really have just been in a hold pattern. I've, I've, I've been on an elevator just waiting to get off. Uh, you know, I, I've been just sitting around watching TV, if you will, waiting to live. Um, one of the things my brother would pick on me about too, when I was young was, uh, watching so much TV. That was my escape. Oh my God. The books, um, was another way of survival. Um, I don't know if any other trans people do this, but I mean, my, oh my God, Star Wars. I saw it when I was seven years old. Forget about it. I wanted to live in that world. That seems so much nicer, even though it was all going on. The weird stuff with Luke and, and Darth Vader and everything. I wanted to be there because it was definitely better than what I was going through in real life. Um, when I read The Hobbit, blew my mind. Absolutely loved it. And I, that's one of the reasons why today I love movies. I love absorbing myself in books. I love absorbing myself in those stories. Um especially if someone has a talent enough in order to create a different world. Narnia. Oh my God. C.S. Lewis. I mean, it's the inklings, you know, but I loved being able to escape that way. That's how I've survived. I have lived vicariously through other people, but I have literally just been in like a whole pattern and just, it, it feels like you just screw up one time after another, but it's because things aren't working right. You know, things in your life don't work right because you're not right. You're off balance. You're off kilter. You're not who you are. And so, yeah, I guess for me, um, and I'm kind of just like, you know, thinking or talking out loud or thinking out loud. Um, I really think that those are times when, you know, <laughs> it just shows and amplifi amplifies your um, how discombobulated you are with yourself. And so that's harsh. That's a harsh reality. And uh, yeah, 
definitely one I want to get over. Um, but I, I don't, uh, these are my own personal experiences. And I mean, I don't want to paint the picture that I had like a, you know, I had fun times, but there's always something guarding. I mean, you see these movies about, um, uh, what's a good simile? Okay. So you see these movies about uh, criminals or fugitives who have made it. They've escaped. and But the big thing is that they're always going to end up, or they have a mark on them now, and they're always going to end up living the rest of their lives looking over their shoulder. That's what being transgender is all about. For me, is living my life wondering if anything that I am doing it's going to clock me as being female and what is somebody else going to think? And it, it is so easy for me to sit there and say, well, fear is just a word. It's very easy to overcome. That's horseshit. I'm going to tell you right now, um, <laughs> it is so much easier to say, but it is extremely hard to do. Um, but you, you eventually, I mean, for me, I just got tired and I'm just like, I gotta do something. Um, and I'm really hoping that if you're hiding, um, I don't want you to be at that point, but if you are, I, I gotcha. I understand. And I, I, I don't know. For me, it's just trying to figure out what my next move would be in order for me to be able to come out a little more. Um, as I said, I made a lot of things. I, I started living more in that gray area, as I talked about in um, episode two. And so it's a um, difficult path because I now do a lot of stuff that, oh, man, um, I've been told that I definitely um, do not uh, project a male <laughs> anymore. Um, and maybe it's the hormones, but maybe it's just me not caring as much. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there is something to say when you get older, you just, you know, what people think you care less and less because you've gone through it all. Uh, yeah, maybe that's working, but I don't know. Um, I've grown my hair out. I've dyed my hair. Uh, I think I've said that before. Um, being able to do these things, wearing earrings on a daily basis, keeping my face shaven, um, wearing uh, wearing female clothing like now I have to wear a bra um I only am maybe if I'm lucky I'm maybe an a cup um but if I don't wear a bra you can definitely see they're pretty projectile so you got to keep them wrapped up a little bit and I wear that underneath my regular male t-shirts um I have not worn male underwear since oh boy um well 2003 maybe yeah yeah for pretty non-stop from so 2003 on I have only been wearing female underwear um so yeah you do these small little things for yourself in order to be able to help you I'm sorry I'm just trying to think in my mind and talk at the same time Sometimes that doesn't work. Uh, I will tell you, I'm recording this at 2.37 in the morning. Um, so I'm a little tired as well. Um, but yeah, it, you do these small things and 
you always wonder in the conversation. So like me, again, I try to divert. I am really awkward. Uh, you put me up in front of a crowd, I will talk to everybody. I Thousands of people. I do not get uh, stage fright at all. And I love that part. But you get me on one-on-one -on -one and you start talking to me about personal stuff. And that is extreme. That's when I start the act. And that's where, where I'm going to be. Um, I feel like I'm on. I need to entertain you. And what I need is I need to distract you from you seeing who I really am because I'm going to hit you with every comedy joke that I can possibly find. Any one-liner that I have heard from movies 30 years ago, I am still going to throw that out in order to be able to get you to laugh so you don't really know who I really am. Um, it was really funny. Um, I came to a realization with my coworker, um, who is lovely. She's very supportive, uh, and also a member of the uh, community as well. Um, she's a cis woman, um, but a lesbian. And um, I asked her one time. I was like, "You don't like me as my ma she knew she knew about. I came out to my coworkers first before I came out to everybody. Uh, you know, my main coworkers that were in my department." before I came out to everybody. But I asked her one time, I was like, we were in the car riding somewhere, and I was like, you know, I, you don't really like me as a male, do you? And her response really threw me because she didn't. She wants me being me. And again, she's supporting me in that, in that realm. And then it just really hit me hard is that she doesn't like the person that I'm portraying, but she knows that there's still a, a a better person or the right person underneath all that facade that I'm throwing up at everybody. And then I it, it got me thinking even more, and I went to my other coworker, and I was like, you know, I've been on hormones now for just a little bit, but it's like I I have been pretending and acting to be a male for such a long period of time. Um, I don't know whether or not I would know how to be f feminine or a woman. And she seemed, she cleared it up for me so beautifully. And she's like, you, you just be you, you're a woman. So anything that you do is going to be you being a woman. It's like, oh my God, I, Yeah. So I have been so warped in my own mind that I have been acting that male role for so long, I felt that I had to take on the female role when it's literally just me being me. My coworkers are awesome. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I will say to any transgender that is out there um, or intersex person, um, you just get too far into your head. Do you do that? Because I start... I think about things way too much and I make them overcomplicated than what they really are. Um, I'm sure a lot of people do that, not just trans people, but I think trans gets an extra scoop of the, you know, poop sandwich uh, when that comes, because you're always constantly second-guessing yourself, I feel. Um, uh, again, I can never talk uh, intelligently on other transgender, but I'm I'm guessing... Because the stories that I have heard are very similar. There's always the same pieces um, that I have lived. I associate with them very much. I'm hoping that you're connecting with me, Mara. 
she wrote me and said that, yeah, you know, my story is very similar to hers. And, and she proved it by <laughs> sending me some emails, um, which was just absolutely wonderful because it was the first time that I was getting validation from someone. So you really don't know how important your emails will be to me. If you do reach out and say something, that would be great. Uh, you can do it at questions at tieandhighheels.com if you want to, or go to our website at tieandhighheels. There's a little form. You just fill that out. But I would love to hear from someone because it's, it's me wanting to be able to associate with the community I know that I'm supposed to be a part of. Um, but yeah, it's, I just got so much into my own head that I was thinking that I now, when I am transitioning, it just means I can drop the male part. I mean, there's still going to th be things that are male about me. The things that I have grown to learn how to do and function and be, I can never take those away from me, but that is a part of who I am. Um... And it's no matter if I like start tomorrow, if I start just presenting as a female, those bits are still going to be there no matter what. And uh, my wife said that too. She was like, it's, it's part of you. Um, it's that opportunity. Um, a very important person in my life ended up uh, helping me with my name, Jamie. Um, um, my real name is Jay, but I really associated with the name Amy for the longest time. And it goes all the way back to my high school. Um, and I had the best lab partner in my oceanography class uh, who was an Amy. And she spelled it really fancy. It was A-I-M-E-E. -E. And I thought, oh, that is so cool. Now, she knew nothing about me at the time. And again, I'm playing the role um, and yeah, I'm just being the dude, you know, and so, but she's been my lifelong friend and she knows now, um, uh, she's actually the oldest, my oldest friend, uh, that I have had. Um, but I always pick that name. So all throughout the years and everything else, I finally get to, uh, this last decade and I meet a, a wonderful uh, person who then said, well, you know, you have the J part, but you are the Amy. So if you put them together, you get Jamie. And I'm like, oh, my God. So there you are. That's how my name came to be. A little added bonus for this talk on fear. Yep. So covered those bases. <laughs> Well, I have talked uh, way longer than what I thought that I was going to, but um, fear is a really crucial part of hiding. It's what keeps us in the closet. And overcoming that, I, again, I don't know, there's no formula. There really isn't. And for each person, it is something completely different. And I hope that you all are finding out what that is. If I'm helping in any way or giving you any ideas, great. Um, that's exactly what I wanted to do. If I'm not helping you, I'm really sorry, but thank you for listening to me ramble. Um, and so I'm just, we're just going to call it. Uh, so yeah, again, visit our website at tieandhighheels.com. You can always send me an email at questions at tieandhighheels.com. Also, we're on Instagram and Facebook at tieandhighheels. And great news... 
We are now on iTunes. So you, if you can go to iTunes, give us a rating. Um, us, it's me and my cup, really, my tea uh, that's here. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so if you um, give us a ratings and a review, that would be really awesome. And uh, please spread the word. If you're part of a trans community or something along those lines, I want to hear from you. Um, I am starving to um, find friends within the community. Um, I still hide, but this is my way of reaching out. So I hope to hear from you. All right. Till next time. Take care. Bye-bye.